0: How's it going everybody? This is Josh coming to you from JR Heller and Logan Chapel with JR Heller. And today we're gonna talk about the real estate market and whether or not right now in 2023 is a good time to buy real estate.
1: It's always a good time to buy, Josh. Just like uh, your stocks and real estate, any any asset is going to be a good time to buy at all times, as long as you have the means to buy. So that's the short answer.
0: Okay, we're done.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Take care, y'all. Appreciate (laughs) it.
0: No, this is not a short. This is an actual video.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, realistically, if you have the means to buy, you should always be buying, Um, especially if it's an investment property. Uh, You know, if it's cash flowing, you're going to get the appreciation and or the depreciation for the tax benefit. Um, You know, always a good time to buy uh, if
0: you have the means to. And what would you say would be the differences for people like that are saying, "Well, um, I want to wait till the interest rates come down," or you know, uh, there's not, there's still not enough in the market. um, Prices are too. too high still, they're still. They're, the recession's coming. What, what would you say to that?
1: Time in the market will always be timing the market.
0: Time in the market will always be timing the market. I like that, elaborate on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you buy a piece of real estate, you're probably going to hold on to it for a few years. Now, if you're looking to move out of the area or you don't know if you're going to stay here, I would probably recommend renting. Um, you know, if you're not going to be solidified for at least five years in your local market, I don't think there's really a sense in buying unless you're buying for investment purposes. Um, you know, to you know force appreciate forced appreciation. You know, fix and flip or you know a buy and hold. Great. You know that doesn't matter. Then at that point, completely. Disregard what I'm saying, but if you're a, a you know what we consider a retail buyer looking to purchase a home for living purposes as a primary residence, and you plan on staying there for five years or more, realistically you're going to turn a profit on that property unless you don't take care of it and maintain it. Right. Um, so that's where I mean time in the market is going to beat timing the market. Yeah. Prices are inflated right now. Yes. Interest rates are high right now. Um, and they're really not high. They're just higher than you're used to because we saw sub three rates just a year ago, but a 6% interest rate is not a bad interest rate by any means. Um, you know, that's gonna, the time in the market is going to beat out that rate and that, property value that you're purchasing. The property value is going to increase. As you build equity, you can always refinance and get a lower rate. Um, Even when purchasing, if you have enough cash, you can always buy down the rate or ask for some seller assist to get the rate bought down. Um, So if you're like hung up on this, oh, I don't want to pay 6% interest, buy it down to four. Um, You know, there's always options and that's why you always got to speak to a professional.
0: Yep, absolutely. And that's real estate is a long term game. When people are talking about, you know, oh, recession, interest rates, all that jazz, price being overinflated, they're not thinking long-term. They're just looking and trying to find the best entry point. And a lot of times that entry point will never come, right? Because markets fluctuate as they do. But overall, if you look at the history of real estate and land ownership and you know all hard assets like that, they go up in value, people. They're not, they're not, they, they do not go down in value over a hundred year period.
1: No, definitely not. And that's what I was alluding to with your stocks. I mean, when you buy blue chips, You know that that uh, is going to increase over time. You know, there there are companies that are solidified in the marketplace that, you know, Google and Apple, you're going to be using Google and Apple for the next foreseeable future. Well,
0: and that's, it. it, it, it's all an odd, right? It's statistics. If you, what are the odds that Apple goes out of business tomorrow? Very slim. Would anybody make that bet? If I I said, I'll bet you a million dollars that Apple will not go out of business tomorrow.
1: I'm not taking that bet.
0: Right? Like, yeah. so The it, it's the same way in real estate, right? What is the bet that the value of your house as a whole, if you're gonna be there for 10 years, what's the bet that you won't build equity over those 10 years?
1: I'm not taking that bet either.
0: That you would you would be dumb to, right? <laughs> yep. So So don't look at markets as, well, in six months it might be lower. Who cares about six months? Are you gonna sell your house again in six months and take the profit? Is that what you care about, building equity over six months? If that's the case, then yeah, don't buy because,
1: exactly,
0: that's that's not that's not the move. But if you're looking to buy a primary residence, don't be worrying what's going to happen in the next year, five, maybe ten. It, it depends on how long you plan on being there. But overall, the your equity is going to go up. Like Logan said, with interest rates, you can always refinance down. You'll build equity. You refinance down. You can pull cash out. It, it's it's a it's an investment vehicle, and it's the place that you lay your head down at night, and where your family goes. Right, so like don't be so concerned with the next six months. It's it's, it's yes. just not it's something you should even be looking at. It's not even a metric. At all,
1: yeah, I agree. And I mean, as far as the six month play, I mean, if you're an investor and you're looking for fix and flips, that's why you need to be very concerned with your numbers right now Correct. because of the uncertainty of the market. You know, last year when houses were flying off the shelves above ask price within 48 hours, that's not a normal marketplace first off. And second off, yeah you can be a little bit looser with your numbers because hey i'm buying here in six months i'm going to get what thirty thousand dollars of equity that's not a normal marketplace and you can't as as the new investors that came in a year ago they're not really around anymore because they don't know what they're doing they came in at a really good time the investors that have been doing this for five ten fifteen years and have seen the ebb and flow of the market especially the ones that have been around since 08 they actually understand how the marketplace works and you know they know how to navigate through these uncertain times like now
0: for the fix and flip investors. Well, and they're loving right now because there's no competition now. Exactly. The only people that are left now are the people that actually know what they're doing. Yep. So it, it gets all of those people that are overbidding on properties out of the marketplace. Yep. It actually makes their job easier as long as they know their numbers.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's what I was going to say as far as the retail buyer goes. You know, The person who's looking for a primary residence right now Um, I wouldn't consider it a buyer's market quite yet, but compared to what we saw last year is definitely more in your favor. And these houses that are sitting on the market for 30 plus days, the sellers are still looking to sell. So if you bring them an offer that is, you know, close to what they were looking to net, you might have some more negotiating power on not only purchase price, but as I alluded to earlier, maybe some seller assist. You know, there's options now for you as the buyer, whereas, oh, I'm waiting on rates to come down. Well, let's say next month rates drop back down to 3%. You think you're going to have any competition? Yeah. I mean, you're going to get bit outbid on every house because people don't care what they're paying for the house because they got locked in at a 3% interest rate. Yeah. It's basically free money.
0: Yep. Well, that's, you know, it's a great point to going back to, well, I'm going to wait till interest rates come down. It, so now you're trying to pinpoint the best time, and what you're doing is you're putting yourself in with a whole bunch of competition. Because what do you think everybody else is thinking? Yep. The same thing, right? So, like, you, you you have to go almost against the crowd. Uh, go against the crazy news bubble that tells you, oh, interest rates are crazy, blah, blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. You have to think for yourself. Warren Buffett t- speaks on this tremendously, is that he – basically goes against what conventional wisdom tells you, what everybody tells you you should be doing. He listens to his own sound advice. He he looks at it very mathematically and says, do I believe that this company is undervalued and that in the long term, they will become more valuable, right? So you got to do the same thing in the real estate market and with your finances. When you're looking at your finances and you're deciding, you know, where you should purchase a house for how much, all of that good stuff, right, and speak with a with a professional as well, you know that's what their job is to help you and guide you and answer any questions you might have on that, so yeah, yeah, the sooner
1: you can start building equity, the better, and even if that value does go down in six months because nobody has a crystal ball, and if anybody's telling you the future, that's a major red flag, and don't be listening to them
0: yeah. Um,
1: I'll speak and say all the time to my clients that I don't have a crystal ball. So in six months, I'm not going to be able to tell you the value of your home, but I guarantee in five to 10 years that that property should be appreciated to some degree, even if you know we have, let's say a major market dip in four or five years and you're like, oh, well, I thought in five years it was going to be worth more. All right, well, wait it out another year or two, you yeah. know? unless you really need to move at that second then you, you can wait it out, ride the storm out for another year or two. Yeah. Um, but realistically, over time, your property will increase in value, and I can put my name
0: on that. Come to Jarrett Heller. We have a crystal ball. Over 10 years, your property will appreciate in value.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't even... Picture a market in ten years where if you bought today that your home hasn't appreciated, even if the market is in shambles yeah, in ten years. Exactly. Because ten years is so much time. You're supposed to, based on you know the Fed and history, get two and a half percent year over year. I don't think people understand how large two and a half percent compound year, over year, year right. over year is. I mean, that's huge for yeah. your property value. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, yeah. At a certain point, you know. You, when when you talk about compound compounding anything, at a certain point you're actually doubling, yep. because of all the compound that has built up <laughs> yep. over time. So you know, yeah, I mean, when's a good when? How quickly should you have bought? You should have bought yesterday.
1: Yes, 100%. that's
0: the end, that's the end end of the story. You, you can't you can't win if you're not in the game. So.
1: Yep. Yeah, and it's not for everybody. I mean, the, the people who like to uh, there's a lot of you know millionaire and billionaires out there on Instagram and Facebook saying, hey, I rent. The reason why they rent is because of what they do for work, they're traveling all the time. They have the means to throw away a couple thousand dollars a month and not blink an eye at it. So they don't care about building equity in a property that they live in per se because they have rental properties. They have equity in their businesses. I mean, they're building equity in other ways. So they may not care about building equity in their primary
0: correct they're not they're not buying their primary they're buying a whole bunch of investment properties and so instead of paying a mortgage they're getting tenants to pay their mortgage for them and build equity over time Um, and then even some of those they still. Buy properties, but they're yeah, vacation exactly. homes. Yeah.
1: So, if we're, if we're speaking to any of you millionaires and billionaires out there, and you're listening to this, uh, so we appreciate you uh, taking the time to check us out. Um, Absolutely. But realistically, if you are, you know, working a nine to five, or you, you have a, you know, degree that you're using, um, more than likely, you're going to want to live. Around your work, and you're going to want to build equity in that.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: if you travel for work, different story. Renting might be the best option. For yeah. You.
0: Quit. Quit paying a landlord, man. Quit. Uh, quit building the equity for somebody else. Build it for your for yourself and for your family. Yeah. Um. You know, it, I'm guarantee it's going to come in handy later down the road.
1: For sure. Um, I mean, there are some some people that I, I listen to online that will buy uh, just one investment property, and that's the college fund. Yeah. Where, you know, if their you know son or daughter chooses to go to college <laughs> or a trade school, then they use that one property yep. and the equity built in that over time. They don't even care about the cash flow As long as they're breaking even on that every single month. Yep. Okay, great. I'm breaking even and I'm building equity the whole time on this rental property. And then hand that down to your son or daughter right there, are 18 years of appreciation and equity built in it. I mean, you basically own the asset at that point. Um, if not, you, you do. do own you the asset. Do, if yeah. you throw a couple extra dollars at it right. every single month, it's like, boom, yeah. right there you go.
0: Absolutely. No, uh, real estate is an amazing investment vehicle. And, you know, it. it, like Logan said, it compounds, you know, your equity compounds over time. There's also major tax benefits from buying a house. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a no-brainer, guys. So stop worrying about whether now is the right time to buy. If you want to buy, start the process. Just go start looking, start getting numbers in place, reach out to us and we can help you out. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we alluded to in our last video, too, Mm -hmm. about the mobiles. I mean, the reason why mobiles aren't a good asset is because the land is rented correct you know the land is not yours so the person who owns the land that's why your lot rent will go up year over year because of the depreciation of the value of the you, property
0: you're buying the worst p- part of the real estate you're buying the structure and not the land that's the la- de- exactly <laughs> yeah yeah land does not deteriorate and it only goes up in value because they're not making any more of it a structure will deteriorate which you can depreciate off the asset which is great um, but it also goes up in value right the equi- it, your equity gets built over time take care of the thing you know fix it when it needs fixed um, but yeah don't 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 buy us buy a structure that is a, basically a liability so much so that you have to go through like the DMV to buy a mobile because it's basically a car you're basically living in a car um that's how that's how the state sees it. And it goes down in value, and then you, you go park it on somebody's land that they own, and you're giving them money every month for, for your structure that goes down in value to sit on their land.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would almost set your rent before it. A thousand percent.
0: Absolutely. And if you're going to buy a mobile, buy a mobile, but buy the land too, so that at least you can put the mobile on your own land that will go up in value. And it can offset some of the liability for the mobile itself. But the idea of, of going in and buying a mobile in a park and then renting the land from that park, you're basically a tenant that now has to do the repairs on your property as well. That makes absolutely no sense to me. That's yeah. like, it's worse than actually just renting an apartment.
1: Exactly. Yeah, because tenants have rights then as well. You know? Absolutely. So if your toilet's not working, you know, or your shower's not working, or your heat's not working, the landlord is required to fix it by law.
0: Correct. So. And yeah, and he's the one, you know, putting the money out for these things to take care of the, the asset. Whereas in a mobile, you're, you're the one who's responsible for all your fixes and repairs on top of paying rent. Exactly, yeah.
1: So. Yeah, time in the market over timing the market. Every single time, guys. If you're in a position to buy, contact a professional today, so that way they can get you set up for success.
0: Yep, absolutely. Thanks for watching, guys. If you're getting any value from our videos, we would love it if you would subscribe. Just hit the the like, leave a comment, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what do you think about mobiles personally, Um, and what do you think about the current real estate market We're in, and where do you think it's going to go? We'd love to hear your comments. So appreciate you guys watching.